Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the How They Made It podcast, the show that's dedicated to helping you make it in the world of fabrication. I'm your host, Jeremy Cross, and this episode, like all episodes, is brought to you by Sawblade.com. No middleman, no markup, no problem. Sawblade.com, go direct. Today, I am joined by Bill Tillerson, or excuse me, Bill Tilson and Dusty Brandt. Uh, they are the owners of Gorilla Fabrication. You can follow them online at gorillafabrication.com as well as on Instagram at gorilla underscore fabrication, uh, on Facebook at Gorilla Fabrication, on YouTube at Gorilla Fabrication, and just about everywhere else that social media is done. Guys, how are you guys doing? Good. Yeah. Good. How are you, Jeremy? Great, great. Thanks for coming on. Um, I guess uh, if it's all right, let's maybe just kind of start at the uh, the beginning. Uh, where'd you guys grow up and, and kind of what were you into as kids? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I grew up here in Charleston and all kinds of stuff, making things, fixing stuff, yeah. building things, even at a young age. Yeah. What, uh, what, what kind of stuff were you, uh, were you into making? Um, you know, mostly like go-karts and dirt bikes and bikes and all, just all kinds of stuff. Anything that moves. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I grew up in Cincinnati. I moved to Charleston in 2007, 8, whatever, uh, whatever year the Colts played the Bears in the Super Bowl. Oh, man. You're like that week. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not exactly sure what the year is, but uh, uh, yeah, as it, I played a lot of sports as a kid. I really didn't do any fabrication. Um, I didn't have much background in that, uh, you know, growing up. Nice. Wow. Like, what brought you guys together? When did you guys guys meet? We used to uh, moonlight um, working for an event company, and uh, we would set up events, and um, we um, became friends on the job, doing event work, setting up events for weddings and corporate events, all kinds of stuff. This yeah. is a big industry here in Charleston, the event business. Very cool. Very cool. Well, that, that makes sense. That's kind of a natural uh, segue into to kind of what you guys do. So Gorilla Fabrications, you guys make some absolutely incredible food trucks. Um, do you remember like, like when was the, what was the first food truck that you guys made? Was that part of that kind of event company or did you, did you kind of do it on your own? No, no. We, we started, we were building barbecue grills for years. Um, and then one of our customers locally, he said, Hey, I'm with the restaurant group. They want to know if you can build a food truck, and we were like, "Yeah, sure." Yep. You know, we never built one, but it's like, you know, it's like, how hard can it be? Right. Uh, so they said, "Cool, we're going to bring all, you know, the whole the owners of this whole restaurant group in, and um, you know, build build them a food truck." And uh, it was for kicking chicken, and that sad truck is still getting beat on the road every day. Yeah, still on the road. <laughs> Heavy use. <laughs> The, the, that's that's awesome. What was that kind of like experience like? I gotta imagine there was a lot of uh, learning and trial and error there. Oh yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was something. Um, well, back then we like to use a lot of uh, diamond plate, so it was it was certainly shiny. Yeah. And um, we just kind of figured it out. You know, a lot of online research, kind of seeing what what other people were doing, and then just put our spin on it, and um, it turned out really good. Kind of overbuilt, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, the, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, we were also, 
you know, it was like early on and we just like, we had like very little software for like nice. designing stuff. You know, I remember we, we laid that thing out with like paint and blue tape on the floor of the shop, mm. like a, like a two scale, uh, floor plan, like moved all the equipment around, you know, physically by hand instead of just drawing it in a computer model, yeah. you know, like we do now. So it was like, you know, there are a lot of things that you just, you know, that you don't know until you come across and you go, oh, this makes life a lot easier. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, so uh, it, it turned out great. Uh, I mean, they're way better now, but, um, you know, it's, I don't want to, like, dismiss this, but they're not that difficult. No, no. It's, you know, it's like, gen, you know. They're fairly simple. Um, I mean, you're just mount, you're mounting equipment. Mount the yeah. stuff securely and make it easy to clean. Well, I would imagine, like, you, like, how do you guys go about sourcing the uh, the the vehicles that you get for these? The internet, yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. When we first started, I think we were finding some of them like locally, right? Um, just because you know, you're like you're trying to do everything inside of a budget, yeah. and you go, oh, I don't want to drive this truck, I don't want to pay to get this truck moved a thousand miles, so you like, try to find them locally. Mm -hmm. uh, we got over that pretty quick. Right. Um, yeah. We're still cheap, so we're like, we'll go drive or fly somewhere and drive a truck. Yeah. Eight or nine hundred miles back. Um, yeah. But now we've even given up on that. It's like it's not worth our time. We just yeah. We need to be doing other things. Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, like honestly, with the the price of gas, I can imagine you might uh, lose some of that discount just getting it back to to the shop. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's still cheaper to do it yourself than it is to pay $3 a mile. Yeah. You know, have yeah. a professional do it. But I don't know if you've ever sat in like a UPS truck for more than four hours. Dude, it's miserable. Oh, I, oh, I can imagine. Oh, loud, drafty. Yeah. And those things are all over the road, especially when you're at highway speeds. Yeah. And above. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's above. So, so take me through like the typical process. Like once you've acquired the truck, like I would imagine, do you, do you go through and kind of like gut the inside or, or kind of step by step? Like what do you do to actually have a food truck? Yeah, pretty much demo is first on the list. Um, repair anything that's like blatantly messed up along the way, you know, cut out, cut out rust. If there's ever rust, uh, you know, replace rivets, uh, repair wiring, just get the, the truck functioning, you know, and then get it just prepped and clean and ready to, to build. Yeah, most of these trucks come empty. You know, it's it's already ready to go. But, the, yeah, the, the key there is you just want a totally blank slate to build out of. You know, sometimes you find they got shelving in it. Yeah, or they got like racks. Racks, one had a safe in it. Uh, you know, I've seen like all sorts of random stuff, like toolboxes built in it. Um, so the key is just get all of that out and then... Any structure that needs to go in, put that in so that you can start, you know, skinning over the inside. So you, you, all you're really trying to do is just get a clean box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, where do you guys actually acquire the restaurant equipment that goes inside of it? Uh, can we give them these trade secrets? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, Google is so helpful. Um, yeah, yeah. That's you know, if anybody wants like the secret to getting ahead, use Google. Yeah. yeah. Over yeah. The years, we've uh, we've sourced different places, and we just buy so much. So I mean, you know, we did, we did this automatically. 
put ourselves in a, a discounted bracket from just the sheer volume of stuff we order. Yeah, and there's relationships you end up forging with some of these distributors. You know, hey, look, I know you've got a competitor does this has the same business model. If you can take care of us, you know what we need. Sometimes it's just like you find a rep that's cool that you like more than the other ones. You know, they're selling the same stuff, and you go, look, I'd rather work with you. Uh, you send funny e memes to me in emails, so, yeah, yeah you'll be my guy. Um, but, yeah, it, it, there is a an aspect of, like, if you can develop relationships with people, uh, you know, even if the pricing doesn't change, some, a lot of times it, the service is better. Right. Uh, you know, they'll work a little harder to source things that, that you need. Um, they go, hey, look, I've got this. Hey, you might be interested in this scratch and dent. Um, you, you know, it's oh, it's beat up on the side, but you'll never see it. Right, because right. uh, you know it's going on like a cook line, so uh, you know that's also pretty helpful. Yeah, customers like that option too for the discount. Sure, I, I can imagine. What is like the typical like price range that you guys work with uh, for a full food truck build out? It's usually like the full, the whole kit, truck, everything. It's like eighty on the low end to like one hundred and ten thousand for just a, a food truck. Uh, sometimes, you know, you, we build a lot of, uh, we restore a lot of classic trucks and, uh, put pizza ovens, beer taps on them. And those are going to be a little bit more, uh, you know, those can go up to 150, 160. Uh, this is, you know, there's a lot of restoration. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is, is there like a most, like, a uh, more common type of vehicle that people go after. Like I know in Austin, uh, airstreams are really popular out here. I, I know, right? <laughs> like, like, have you run across like, is there like a trend like the UPS trucks? Is that like kind of like the, the standard vehicle or what is that? Yeah, I think UPS trucks about the, that's hands down the best platform, a step van. Well, yeah, it's not UPS. UPS doesn't sell their trucks actually. Only FedEx and, and places like that. You can't find a used brown UPS truck. I think they destroy them or something. I really do. Yeah, but yeah, but that style. But yeah, yeah delivery yeah. step vans. Um, you, you find like Centos or like the the Hostess, Groom. the bakery guys. Mm -hmm. um, they, like that style of truck where you can be in the in the cab and walk all the way into the cargo area. Oh, yeah. uh, that's the best platform for doing a food truck. Yeah. And then do you, do you guys ever work on the like kind of mechanical side, like the engines or transmissions? Like, do you, do you ever repair those or do you kind of outsource that? We, we dabbled in that very, very little. Yeah. We were on um, putting, we got a few and put brand new engine transmissions in them, but um, it just wasn't worth it. Um, it was, uh, the engines were very expensive to source and then it took a lot of hours and then. Um, and they're still was, like troubleshooting. You get it right. in and it's like. Oh, an issue here, an issue there, and right. uh, it's it, you know, here's it, if customers understand that they're getting a you know, it's a used truck. If you want a brand new step van, you're looking at sixty five thousand dollars, and then you can have that peace of mind and the warranty and all of that. But you're you, you know what I mean? Over half your budget's already blown in just getting a truck, right? Um, and you whether know, it's brand new or you know mildly used, it doesn't sell any more product. Especially when it's the, the graphics and the paint and uh, it's right. all set up, you can't even tell how old or new it is. Uh, right? Yeah, they don't. It's not like a car. Like you can right. look at a twenty-year-old Honda, and you're like, "Oh, that's old." Just the body style. These body styles have been the same for forty years. Yeah, they're it's not a, changing. You know, so no one a fresh coat of paint, 
and it could be a, a brand new truck. They're also pretty, when you, these step vans, they're super reliable. Oh, yeah. They're like, there's not, they're not a bunch of sensors. There's not a bunch of electronics. It's. They're simple go. Yeah. It's just an engine and a transmission and it, and they run. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys have to do uh, to, to power the the cooking equipment? I mean, I would assume it's it's probably mostly electrical. Like you're not, you don't have like it's gas. Oh, yeah. It's anything, gas. Yeah. Anything that makes heat's propane. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that that's really interesting. Is there any like is there anything like safety wise that you have to do like in terms of like mounting uh, to kind of like shield that or is it really not like a concern? Um, um, basically, you build a cage to hold the tank. Um, all the uh, the gas lines are are pretty protected and um, usually behind the equipment. The equipment's thoroughly bolted down, and then fire suppression goes on everything. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I was wondering, yeah, it's like if... In the fire suppression, there's an automatic um, gas valve that immediately, the first thing it does is cuts the gas line immediately, that shuts it off, and then extinguishes. So, they're pretty safe. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, so, yeah you do run into some equipment, some specialized equipment you can only get in electric. Right. Uh, like, we do a lot of coffee vehicles. Yeah. So, like espresso machines, coffee brewers... Yeah. grinders uh and those items are only electric and they draw a ton of power oh, yeah. uh, the soft serve machines you know when you, you when you install those they need a lot of power and they don't run on gas that's like one of the big things that we come across with customers is they go hey i want all this stuff i used to run a coffee shop i want this three group espresso machine i want yeah. this on the hot water tower and it's like that's fine when the power company is delivering oh. you Unlimited amounts of power. You need a long cord then. <laughs> you know, it's like you're trying to be self-contained. Um, yeah. I mean, we put I mean, we put five ice machines mm-hmm. in a uh, in a trailer. Yeah, and it, and it made twenty eight hundred pounds of ice a day. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So, so are they having to run like a generator to oh, yeah. power? Okay. Mm-hmm. Huge generator for, for that ice machine. Yeah, yeah. All all the trucks have a generator. You have you know mechanical refrigeration. You're gonna have to have a an exhaust fan in a hood. You know, uh, a lot of them have air conditioners, but you know your lights and all that stuff. Um, you always need a generator. Um, that's another thing that people always go. Oh well, I'm gonna do solar. Yeah, we get a lot of people who want to like run their truck on solar. Yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, that's so it's first, so inefficient. First, we have to crack the code that revolutionizes the world. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the free energy from the sun thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not enough. I mean, the weight of the batteries to run some of this equipment, it would be it'd be a semi truck you'd have to tow with you. Sure. sure. Yeah, sure. Right. I was trying to think of it this way. It's like you still have to plug in your Tesla car, right? Yeah. And if yeah. they haven't figured it out, why don't? Ask me to solve this problem. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if there was a way to do it, Elon would have already put it together, and you'd be able to just park your car in a parking lot while you're at work, and it's fully charged. Yeah. 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 I, I can just imagine some of those requests. It's like, I'm going to run my truck on cooking oil, and it's going to be charged with solar panels. And it's yeah. Like... Yeah. They go, we're green. Yeah. That's what they want to do. We're, we're totally green. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, yeah. then, I mean, I guess, you know, you can sell bottled water. Right. Yeah. I was I was looking at your uh, your site and it said you guys have built over three hundred and fifty of these 
trucks, which is absolutely mind blowing. About how many uh, projects do you guys complete a year? Would you say? On trucks, yeah. I mean, if you count trucks, trailers, you know, three fifty is. You know, it's like, damn it, Michelle, putting these numbers out there. They're using it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's probably right around there. Um, I, we might do twenty, probably about twenty builds a year. Yeah. Okay. So, so then you guys probably have several trucks kind of being built out at the same time. Then I would assume. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. There's always three, at least three in the shop at one time. Wow. Okay. So, so kind of tell me like, what is kind of your, your business like in terms of uh, like how many fabricators do you have? Like what's the, the kind of size and the scope there? Okay. Let me think. <laughs> yeah. I'd say six. We'll start at six. You can, you can yeah. run through them and I'm not counting Austin as a fabricator. No, no. Um, I think that, yeah, there's six, seven, there's seven guys in the shop. Dang, that's and been uh, with this a long time. Yeah, except for Mark. Mark has it. Well, it's almost three years. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. So, like, our newest guy has been here for almost three years. Yeah. Wow. That's that's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So when, like, when COVID hit, did you guys notice uh, a slowdown in in the business during that time, or did it just stayed steady all the way through? No, it was it was weird. It, there was after about two months. Yeah. Everyone wanted food trucks, you know, because like restaurants were closed, so they're like. Sure. Oh, how can we do this? Even like restaurants that would never have had a food truck, they realized that shit, we got staffing issues. People don't want to like come out to a restaurant. We could just go to the neighborhood, serve them. Mm-hmm. It takes two people instead of, you know, 15, like they would have in the restaurant. Uh, so we, we ended up doing a lot of food trucks for like already established restaurants. Um, so there was no, and there was really no, 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 yeah, there was no downturn. It was, was stay busy. Um, well, that's awesome. I mean, the, the price, I mean, I, I know here in Austin, you probably couldn't get a restaurant for, for under a million. And I mean, you're talking a 10th of that to have uh, a yeah. food truck and, and you're not tied down to a location that may or may not be right. great for you. It, yeah. And you bypass months and months and months of regulations of like oh permits. And I mean, when we first started doing this, it was the, the food trucks were the wild west. Right. It was like, when you read the regulations in South Carolina, it was a paragraph. <laughs> and I was like, look, uh, just don't kill people. Don't make them yeah. sick. Right. Okay. You're free. You know, they, they didn't know how to code any of this stuff. So it's still, even today, it's the regulations aren't big. You know, you go to outfit a building, you got multiple subcontracts, you got a general con, you put permits, yeah. pull permits, inspectors and stuff. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I mean, and it's this, the regulations that are there are, are common sense, you know, everything has to be clean, cleanable, you know, there's simple things, got to be able to wipe behind stuff that you can yeah. get three inches of things, yeah. Yeah, four inches off the ground, you got to be able to get your hand into places, got to be able to wash your hands. Right. Yeah. Beyond that. Yeah, hot water. That's um, it. Mm-hmm. The waste tanks, you know, and it's it's pretty simple. And we, we kind of overbuild our trucks. You can you can roll in there with a pressure washer and, and pressure washing sign everything's made to be able to get wet you know it's all like either aluminum yeah aluminum stainless yep aluminum stainless that's it everything's in watertight conduit yeah ah it's fantastic okay so kind of kind of backing up to to the beginning uh when you were just getting started like how did you guys go about marketing and how did you get those first like handful of of customers that got you off the ground 
Oh, when we very very first started, it was it was kind of we were hustling and we would uh we we someone we got like uh someone local wanted a barbecue trailer, so we built it and then we took pictures of that and then we listed that on eBay of all places, saying that this one's not for sale, but we can make one like this and um sold sold one. Then we had more pictures and it just evolved from there until until somebody wanted a food truck and we we just said yes to everything. Oh yeah, we can make that. Yes, we can make that. And um, it evolved into like food trucks to uh, classic, classic car truck, you know, food trucks, and then um, everything. Then, then hydraulic, hydraulically controlled, automated lowering trailers, and it's just on and on. And it it's been a ride for sure. But we started very small. Yeah, I think when I think the, I even had some Craigslist ads. Ads, but uh, oh, the, yeah, they, they were, were terrible. They were all over Craigslist. Yeah, yeah back then, that was like that was a thing. Mm-hmm. You like supposed to find stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, and then, you know we we started you know very early on like trying to build a like Facebook presence, mm-hmm. yeah. and probably ten years. It, let's put it this way: all of our growth happened in the first four months on Facebook. Yeah, and then like for ten years, it hasn't really grown at all. I don't know why. Uh, but it's like you sort of like you get to about eight to ten thousand followers, and then that's it. It just it's yeah. plateaued. Yeah, I don't I don't think we chased it that hard. We we um it's almost like we uh got to avoid the advertisement so that we can keep up with the with the pace that we're already at. It's like they they're scraping up, scratching at the door for, for sure. Yeah, and it's it's kind of always been that way. You know, it was just like mm-hmm. the two of us. There was you know, it's like you can only build so much. Right. Um, and when you're building, and we built barbecue trailers for people all over the country. Yeah. yeah. You know, people were coming from like Louisiana, Colorado, California. We shipped some to Canada and Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like really, it's the power of the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you can get a few keywords, and then you start looking at those pictures, and you go, "Oh, those, that's cool. I like that." Yeah. yeah. I think that's that's basically it. We did the unique stuff that looked cool, and people found us in image searches. I think that was like most of it. Mm-hmm. Wow, awesome. it seems like we've become the place to come to for like vintage, classic, like like not your you know cookie cutter type food truck or you know we always we always get crazy stuff. Yeah, wait, wait. Yeah. a lot of times what happens is people call us and they go, "Look, I've talked to some other people, but they won't do this." All right, they won't do it. Um, it's like you know how you, these airstreams that are yep. so yep. detestable to work on uh, but but people love them and, they, and even all vintage campers like across the board people want yeah. to restore vintage campers and so years ago after restoring a few we're like never again yeah we're not restoring them what we'll, what we'll do is we'll build replicas brand new that are actually like made out of steel that like should are, hold the weight of the equipment right yeah. when you restore those those uh, airstreams they're not strong enough to hold anything they're usually like single axle very light on. Yeah, and there's nothing to bolt to. It's I mean, it's a tin can. And the wheels are in the wrong spot for, like, actually toting something. It would be, like, either real tongue light because the equipment's all in the back or super tongue heavy because all the equipment's in the front. So, yeah, we started building heavy-duty, heavy-axle, vintage-looking trailers, you know, with all the classic styling and colors. Yeah. Um, that's a big hit. And a high ceiling where you're not, like, crouched down. Down. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that'd be pretty annoying to spend a day trying to make food, like... Right. Yeah, reach both your arms out and touch each wall 
Mm -hmm. You know, six feet wide with wheels dead in the middle. Yeah. It's a, it's a tent on wheels, and people think they look cool, which, you know, that's your they style, do. great. That, that's fine. When they're polished up and they look brand new, they're beautiful. Yeah. They're just not commercial equipment. It's right. literally to take your stuff out into the woods, and it's a place you can stay dry and cook a meal. It's not a commercial vehicle. Right, right. Right. Well, so, so when someone comes with you kind of with an idea, like what is your design process? Do you guys go into like uh, CAD software and kind of build it out there first, get their approval or how does that all work? Uh, ridicule first. We ridicule their idea. Um, and then is so that you can manage expectations and let them know that, you know, uh, they have some magical dream and probably not enough money to execute it. Um, but then, um, and Dusty's so good at this. He draws these. He draws three D models and problem solves so much of this stuff, like on the computer, that it's like building it. You know, once they, I mean, yeah. Once once they got like that, what they're trying to do, then um, then we can like arrange their stuff and then like build a, a, a vintage looking if that's what they're after, or cool like frame around it, and then I can render it and make it look lifelike and usually usually that's that makes them really happy and then they can tweak it it's a lot of back and forth like oh don't you know do a little like this or what could you do this and then we we've built so many things we have like tons of pictures to show them and then we pitch them ideas and um they, the pinterest board thing is really cool yeah yeah we started just putting different finishes and materials yeah. on, some customers walk in you go here you like this these tones, you want tile, brick, you know, it's all yeah. right there. Uh, and but then they, they send you all the Pinterest links of all their idea, what they're like, the look that they're going for, and then um, kind of build and then model it. And then, because when, when the model's done, it's in, to scale and real. And um, with the, the equipment they're after in it, and um, yeah, they, they love that. Yeah, and so you can take that model and send it to the different machines, and you can go, all right, the plasma cutter is going to cut these shapes, you know, you've got templates for everything. You okay? These are the takeoffs for uh, everything we need to cut out of wood. Right. So now the router just runs and cuts it out. So like once you've drawn all that, and the, the better you draw that, mm -hmm. you know, the more detailed, the more like thoughtful it is. Yeah. Uh, the easier it is to fabricate because then it's just it's like yeah building yeah. a kit. Yeah, you pull off the skins in the in the, in the drawing, and then um, I have all the ribs laid out. For the um, for building the walls and stuff like that, and the trailer, and just how it has to be. A lot of our stuff has like, um, like, you know, not a lot, but some of our stuff has like complex um, hydraulic systems. So it's just it's it's really easy to the trial and error in CAD figure out what works and yeah. use real parts that will you know that I can actually order and then fig figure it all out in CAD and then just send it to the floor and the guys they they're really good at what they do and they just cut it out, build it and wire it and make it and paint it. And That's awesome. So you guys do the, the exterior, the graphics and everything too in house. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. The only thing we don't do is digital print. Okay. Yeah. It's like a full wrap. Yeah. Uh, we don't do, but we, we do a lot of like uh, calendar vinyl, just like cut it like on a giant cricket machine. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, so we don't, we don't print, but we do cut different colors. Yeah, we do plot vinyl, um, and we've got a we've got a huge uh, spray booth. Um, just like we pulled school buses in there before, shut the doors, paint them. Yeah, um, yeah, it's got a real tall ceiling. A lot of stuff we've made kind of tall. 
Yeah, like a normal like automotive spray booth you would never be able to get. Right. I mean, the, the food truck is 10 feet the, tall. Right. You and know? then it's got the hoods and the air conditioning all poking up. Yeah, yeah, and so as you guys think, like five, ten, fifteen years into the future, what kind of like long term goals for the business do you have? Do you want to kind of stay the size you are? Do you want to expand? Kind of what's the plan there? I was thinking like world domination. Yeah, but yeah, mostly that. Yeah, monopoly. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I ideally, I think in ten to fifteen years, let's fire all of our employees and just get robots. Right. Yeah. They work twenty four hours a day and don't yeah. get sick and are never hungover and yeah, uh, you don't have like kids that need shit. You know, they just yeah uh, function. Yeah, I mean, it, the next, you know, we never really had like a like any like point. You know, even when we started this, we were just like yeah making stuff. We yeah, we're definitely driven by passion. Uh, so it's like it's, who, who knows I mean it, look a food truck tomorrow could blow up and kill a bunch of school children yeah. and nobody wants food trucks anymore Yeah, it, you know what I mean so it's like it's probably not going to happen but you know we're just we're in a spot where we've always just taken like sort of whatever's happening mm-hmm. you know people want food trucks we'll build those if they want like bar we put a lot of bar trailers yeah. we just dispense and booze you know if that's what it is, then, you know, we'll take that piece of the market. So, you know, it's kind of hard, you know, at least it's probably not hard. We just don't care to go, oh, this is a very clear path over the next 10 years. It's like, well, let's see what the world does, you know? Right. Um, We build stuff. So if you, if that's what you want, if it turns out that we can make money building furniture, right? we'll build furniture. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's That's a great strategy. Be adaptable, right? Like whatever the market wants. I love it. Okay, so last question, and this has been, been awesome. I always kind of like to end with this. Um, you guys have obviously been extremely successful in this business. Is there something you've learned over the years or a piece of advice you might be able to give somebody who is just starting out uh, as a fabricator right now who might want to maybe own their own shop someday or do the kind of work you guys are doing? Oh, yeah. If you want to own your own shop and you're like a good fabricator, uh, just come here and we'll give you a job. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a long, even like now, I'm like, I would just like to have a job where I don't have to worry about things. Yeah. I want to come work nine to five, collect a paycheck. Um, you know, no, no, we wouldn't. Um, well, no, no, I would like to not get fired from a job like that. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, one of our employees, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get back to answering this question, but it, it, we had an employee, a really talented guy, who we always like knew that he was going to move on and he tried to go into the real world and get a fabrication job like like in a factory almost mm-hmm. and like doing the same stuff every day and he hated it and eventually he started his own shop and he's he's probably been out of two years and he's you know yeah. fairly successful but uh he's afraid to scale up you know it's just him mm-hmm. and you know when we were in that position and we go we need an employee and it, you're like God, I don't want to pay this money. Like right. now we're responsible yep. for someone else's like rent and yeah. your family. And, uh, I think that's pr- maybe one of the, the hardest hurdles to get over is scaling up. You just, you got to Yeah. You just got to do it. You know, we've got to moved into a different building. We're like, this is three times the cost of what our last shop was. You just got to do it. You, you know what I mean? You'll, you'll figure it out. But it's like, if you're af- afraid to move forward, yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to, you're just not going to get anywhere. Um, 
So anyone who wants to do it, I say do it. Yeah. If you fail, you fail. I mean. Yeah, just believe in yourself. Yeah. Say, um, uh, invest in, in your machinery. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. See. Equipment is also huge. If most people, that's where they're limited. Is it's not their skill. It's what you can what you can do with what you have. It, right. Yeah. If you had all the equipment in the world, it's like we can build anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you know that's unreasonable. So you have to. You know, you're always trying to build your uh, add your, more stuff to the toolbox. Yeah. Keep your debt to a minimum. Don't yeah. live extravagantly in your personal life so that you can constantly reinvest and then build build from there. Yeah. Me and him, we don't buy new cars. We just, yep. We buy old shitty ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pick them up, so. But that's kind of unfair. Yeah. We get a, we can get like a junk car and flip it to look almost brand new in a week. You know, it's like. And, and have a restaurant in the back, so, yeah, on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 even do that. It is, there is a little advantage to having a shop that does all of this stuff. Where you can, you know, literally these guys are out there doing all this anyway. If you just rolled a different vehicle in. You know what I mean? They would just, like, go after it like they normally do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it's like, there's kind of a, it makes it a little easier than, oh, I'm doing this in my driveway. Oh, right. oh it's raining. Oh, this sucks. Yeah, the neighbors are complaining. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's the other thing I would, that's probably a good piece of advice. Get a shop without neighbors around. Yeah. When, uh, we, when we very first started, we were in the backyard, and, um, we had to work real quietly, if, you, if that's even possible in a fabrication. Yeah, doing metal fat. <laughs> yeah, good luck, right? <laughs> we used to paint the grills under an oak tree with a tarp laid on the ground. And um, we literally pulled up the tongues so that we could paint under them with a winch and right in the right in the neighborhood. And uh, we, had a big, we had a big fenced-in backyard. but um, And we were neighbors. And uh, we, Yeah, we even uh, ran a forklift back there. Yeah, we sure like did. Like in a neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah. Hey, any means necessary, right? Like, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Until they tell you no, yep. you know, just just do it. Yep. Yeah, one in front of the other. Awesome. Well, man, this has been absolutely fantastic. One more time, do you guys want to let everybody know kind of the best place to see your work and get in touch with you? Gorillafabrication.com. dot com. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, gorilla underscore Michelle's gonna kill me. Uh, underscore fabrication, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're on Gor TikTok, Twitter, uh, um, Facebook. Instagram, Instagram, uh, literally anywhere. Yeah. Google Gorilla Fabrication, and yeah, or image search. Uh, yeah, that, that's what we always like to image search it. Gorilla Fabrication images, and then yep. you'll get directed to all of our stuff. Right. Yep. yep, yep. Yeah. And if anybody from from Google is listening right now, uh, you guys deserve a sponsorship from them. Because <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely. I know. It's yeah. I would say Bing, but no one uses that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well awesome man. well thank you guys so much for coming on this has been uh been fantastic and i'm i'm stoked to see what uh what all you guys uh come out with in the future it's really really awesome work for sure yeah thanks for having us on jeremy yeah absolutely and and thank you to everyone who uh listened please be sure to also uh follow sawblade.com on all the socials and be sure to like comment and subscribe to this podcast it really helps us out and you will be able to stay up with all the new releases uh until next time thanks again for listening and we'll see ya